Yeah, it's basically just made out of ketchup, mustard, and onions and garlic, mostly. Why did I buy that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had the OG shit in a long time. It's my favorite. It'll be your favorite too. All right, and then I got us. Uh, I got us some fucking gator treats also. Yeah. Oh wow, Ooh. gator treats. I got. I just got back from New, uh, Louisiana. Just like what a week and a half, two weeks <laughs> yeah. ago. Uh, we got some uh, slim, gi- some gator slim jims, and some uh, straight up gator like smoked jerky. Wow. Sweet. We are the podcast of exotic jerky now. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. And God help those who stood in the way of business, progress, and the USA. USA. Have to go shoot some raccoons and possums yeah. and shit, dude. I saw some. I saw some wild raccoons. That was cool. I see those in my neighborhood often. They look different in the wild. Yeah, in the in the bayou, all mangy and fucked. They got a they got an accent. Yeah. So does this Jack Miller's barbecue sauce? Yep, Jack. It's the barbecue sauce with, with the Cajun, Cajun accent. accent. Literally says it on it. Yep. And Jack Miller is sitting there yodeling. I like how he's got the barbecue sauce, but he's clearly flipping burger burgers. What kind of fucking animal puts barbecue sauce right on your burger? That Jack Miller does. Duh. It's best on pork. I don't prefer it on beef, but on pork and chicken. That's the barbecue sauce you want to use on a white meat. Do the raccoons have marching bands, too? Yeah. Oh, everybody did, yeah. Everybody did. You could just get a knock on the door in the middle of the night. Marching band. Yep. Coming through. In the shower and somebody with a sousaphone just fucking <laughs> is in there with you. Oh, God. Well, we haven't done one this early in a while. <laughs> These fuckers got a hold of me at 9.30 in the morning I'm Like what? Yeah I've been up since That's normal 7, people 7. time I went to bed at fucking like Well I, I I worked door yesterday So I didn't bartend So I went to bed at like mm, A respectable 3 yeah. 3 a.m. Oh, so I was in bed by What about 11 But I kept on What like, are you like waking 70 up. years old? Well, like I said we couldn't get into either ramen place we tried So I just had vodka for dinner mm-hmm. So I was home by like 9 <laughs> Was it the top ramen? No. Was... I only eat the top well, ramen. Don't eat the bottom ramen? Actually, oh. what would bottom ramen be? <laughs> no. Nope. I'm, stuff, not, stuff. I'm not taking that bait. <laughs> stuff made from toilet water from the yeah. ceiling. Oh, yeah. We got, into yeah. The, we got into the space today, and like there's fucking water leaking from the ceiling. And so. one of... That tile, that tile above the piano is fucking stressing me out really bad. Oh, it's just like drooping like crazy. Don't worry, my jacket, and my backpack will break the fall and yeah. absorb perfect the blow. I know, like I ate those fucking Andy Caps hot onion rings. I don't know how those are sitting right now, really either. Those are pretty good. They're pretty good, but now I'm, they got a late heat to them though, yeah. which which means like they got a late, uh, I don't know, like a late late poop to them. I think right. Andy yeah. Cap, the comic strip guy. Who'd... Yeah. Get drunk and beat his wife. Of course. The, mm. the Cockney fucking working class hero that oh, never oh, works. Oh, 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 oh. Take my isn't, it, isn't that the thing with Andy Cap? Isn't he just chronically unemployed? He's either at home fighting with his wife or he's at the pub. Is he a... Wait, is he like a character from a comic? Yeah, comic strip. I did not know that. Oh, he was in the Dickinson Press for years. Oh, we, well, just, we used to steal his hot fries out of the fucking dumpster behind um, a grocery outlet all the time. <laughs> that's how I know. That's how I know who Andy Cap is. 
He does look. He does look like a football hooligan. He's just chilling on the couch with an oversized bag of his own fries. If he's got his own chip company or crisp company, well, sorry. I think that's well, he probably had a settlement from his old employer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably what, lost a hand in, in the chip press. Let's find yeah, out. Yeah, because they only show one hand at a time. Let's find out what Andy. Oh Cap no, there's did. two hands in that picture. Man, I hadn't actually thought about actual Andy Cap in a long time. <laughs> I'm not addicted to these pills. I just take them for me back pain. <laughs> yeah, Andy Cap is a British comic strip created by cartoonist Reg Smith. Because you can't spell Smith correctly. It's Smythe. Smythe. That's some, uh, have you been watching uh, uh, Kunk on Kunk versus the Earth or Kunk versus... Nope. Uh, oh, yeah. That's some great shit. Yep. Um, neither which way. It's in the Daily Mirror and the Sunday Mirror. It was also, like I said, in the Dickinson Press. It's in all the mirrors. It's originally all the, a single... All the papers like, yeah, and There's uh, his wife, Flo, leading him by his scarf. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, yeah. It's her job to go uh, down to the bar and get them every night. Let's see. What's, let's <laughs> see. They, well, yeah, he's. Like, I did. I had no idea. Like half, the com- full... half the comic strip, you just see him from behind. He's just sitting at the bar drinking a pint like half the, half the fucking time. Yeah, I did not know. Oh, there's yeah, a whole there's, backstory. There's this a priest guy. that shows up. A priest? Yep. Yeah, the vicar. Uh, you, you guys probably didn't know that Popeye was Jewish too. Yep. <laughs> Andy Cap is a working class figure who never actually works, living in Hartlepool. Ah, you stupid fucking he, Wait, in Harleypool? Hartle, Hartlepool. Oh, Hartlepool, not Harleypool. Because Harleypool is where Garner's uh, mom's from. Oh, maybe she knows Andy. Maybe. Maybe oh, Andy's his real dad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Google kicked me out of your shit again because my internet doesn't work in Do this. Do yourself a favor and go room. look up Andy, Andy Cap's Cap. fucking backstory. Well, now I'm, it makes I'm me want to think about Snuffy Smith because there was always Snuffy Who? Smith. He, Snuffy, he, like the hillbilly. He looks like the guy in the original Mountain Dew shits, and he's got the oh, the guy with the the prospector looking dude. He's Appalachian Andy Cap. He just sits on the porch drinking fucking moonshine all the time and shooting his musket at shit. Oh, fighting bears and whatnot. Yeah, he has a dog. It's like Hager the Horrible. See, each each continent clearly has its own Andy Cap type figure because you know Hager the Horrible. You're near near do well Scandinavian countries. Near do well that's like lovable, but also doesn't do they don't do shit. Yeah. Yeah, like Hager's. I guess Hager does go out and raid shit because he's constantly coming back with arrows sticking out of his shield. Doesn't mean he raided anything. It means he got chased off by people with arrows. Well, I mean, I guess. <laughs> like, either which way, that's a fucking rabbit hole. That could be a whole nother podcast. Hey. Just fucking car- cartoon of- characters. Put a lid on it. Nobody's seen since 78 <laughs> that are probably very problematic now if you go back and <laughs> revisit them. There's no probably about it. Yes. And going I, to be. I was editing the last uh, Dalton's and we were talking about Needles, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's home to Snoopy's cousin, Spike. I even wrote yep. in my notes so I'd remember it. Yep. Spike Spike that yeah, wears a fedora and has the shitty little mustache, right? Yep. yep. Kind of looks like Pete Davidson. Kind of looks like Snoopy with a shitty little mustache and fedora, oh, yeah. and he looks kind of stoned. Actually, you know what? He's kind of, kind of got the Chuck Mangione vibe mm-hmm. going. Who's Chuck Mangione? Like the star tr- of King of the Hill. Thing. Yeah, he's in King of the Hill in the Megalomart. He lives in the Megalomart in the walls. He's a famous like trumpet player. Oh yeah, okay. You're living in a toilet paper fort. Let's agree to disagree. Chuck, I don't get it. What are you doing here? This is a long way from the Merv Griffin show. Uh, when I signed a contract to be the Megalomart spokesman, I didn't read it carefully. I have to be at every store opening, and they open 400 stores a year. I haven't had time to record or tour or give my old lady any slow, sweet loving in years. 
So I disappeared to the last place they'd ever look for me. I've been living here rent-free, eating their Cheerios, playing their video games, and trying on their underpants. Anything to stick it to the man. All right. <laughs> Not to be con- confused with Herb Alpert, yep. but same time frame anyway. And bringing it back to Needles. <laughs> Needles Nelson from fucking Back to the Future? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so <laughs> Flea? So Flea uh, went to the same high school as Herb Alpert and w- actually was a, a trumpet player oh, in, yeah. in high right. school. And he was so good they that like like his his like high school music teacher was like he's gonna be the next Herb Alpert because he's so fucking good. What at, Flea, Flea is? Yeah, at, he's so good at trumpet. He's gonna be the next Herb and Alpert. And then he said, "Fuck the trumpet and just played bass with yep. his dick out." Yep. Okay. And he also played bass for Fear for like uh, a tour. And his smell, oh, yeah. his house smells just like this zoo. It's chock full of shit and puke <laughs> tracks. There it is. Oh, okay. Well, welcome back to how the West was fucked. How the West was fucked. Well, that was already somewhere. <laughs> Full circle. It's what you get. It's what you get. From Andy Cap to... When hot. you wake me up at 9.30 in the, the fucking morning, and I got to drink fucking 7-Eleven coffee. Thank you, bro. Uh, yeah, no problem. Hey. All right. So, well, Tony, he he told me to ask you, like, where did the horse come from? But that's not what this actually is. What? <laughs> <laughs> why is horse? Yeah, why is horse? And then he was sending me pictures of Intellidons. Because he... Middle East. No. No? Uh, uh, hippo. Why? Horses originated actually on this continent, and then they went extinct. And then they were brought back by the... Waiting. Jesus? Close. <laughs> <laughs> they love yeah, Jesus. They're really into Jesus, especially the kind of Jesus that cuts off your foot when you disobey him. But, uh... The conquistadors? Yeah! Hey! Yeah. That's it! So we're going. Right. We're, this, so we're going to go out in a hail. That's that's an Intelodon, and that's actually more close. You can tell. To a pig. You can it's tell because closer how to intel- a pig. But I, it, I've been intel- haunted by that thing ever since we saw it in Denver yep. like seven years ago. Jesus yep. Christ! Every time I close my eyes, that's why I see. We had smaller ones in uh, North Dakota too. I got pictures of the one in the Heritage Center. Well, oh. Intelodon uh, is short for intelligence, Don. Yeah, because it looks it's very intelligent. Something Tooth, like Don is tooth. I can't remember what the intel is, but that one's the one that uh, Edward Drinker Cope probably misnamed. That's the um, that which one was that that you sent me? Oh, Cope from the Bone uh, Wars. Yeah, the guy that puts Sea Monsters head. Yeah, Daydon, which is probably a uh, uh, the Terminator Dibium. pig. It says yep. the d- <laughs> Terminator. That's pig? what they like to call it. Yep, <laughs> it's about the size of a horse. Uh, so the, they named the police even back then, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, the size of a horse, my ass is like fucking rhino. Yeah, yeah, where yeah, I guess small horse or large, largest horse. Yeah, yeah. Denver Natural History Museum, they have that lovely taxidermy or not taxidermied one, but you know, yeah, life scale model, and then they have the skeleton in the same pose, like right by it. It's horrific and nightmare fuel. It's like cool. the uh, great uh, horror movie Razorback, except for that's about just a giant wild boar in the outback. But they're making kangaroos into dog food, and then the lady has a nightmare about skeletons, camels. So this, the camels are skeletons, so it's not like a red ghost scenario. You ever seen Razorback? Nope. It's excellent. Sounds awesome. It's actually kind of shitty, but I love when, it. Anyway. When is it from? Oh, the 80s. Oh, my God. How do uh, I not know I don't about know. this? I, I oh, watch yeah, it, I I watch it I... about the same time as I watch like, uh, Grizzly and... Uh, you know, I, I'm into all, like uh, In the Shadow of Kilimanjaro. Yeah, I'm yeah. Into, I like my horror films to have animals mauling you because then I can sleep terribly at night when I go camping. <laughs> <laughs> Razorbacks. Vicious, shit-eating, godless vermin. God and the devil couldn't have created a more despicable species. He's only got two states of being. Dangerous or dead. Nothing in between. I thought, uh, I saw clips of it of, uh, there's a, like, Australian 
uh, movie about movies. And of course, Australian movie about you mean documentary? Yeah. And, you know, of course, Tarantino's in it, and he's just all jazzed about all these shitty Australian movies. And of course, the guy from Stunt Rock is in it because he has to be. Ladies and gentlemen, sorcery. Oh right, the, the Australian and probably uh, what's the uh, indigenous actor? I think he finally passed away. Uh, David Gullipill. He pretty much played an Aborigine in almost everything for oh, many, he many was, years. Yeah, he was uh, like walkabout and like. Uh, yeah, he was a uh, fucking uh, Mick Dundee's buddy, right? Oh, that's I think was that's that a, that's an, he's an older guy. Well, I guess he's an older guy now because I think he's passed away. But nah, I don't know if he's any in any of the Crocodile Dundee's or not. He's yeah, he's got the one guy I've seen in other stuff too. I don't know. I'm not up on my. Uh, Indigenous Australian actors as much as I am as with my indigenous American racist, actors. You racist, stupid fucking white man. Either which way, what the fuck? How did we get from conquistadors? Anyways, what are we talking about? <laughs> the Pueblo Revolt. The Pueblo Revolt. The revolting Pueblos. Pueblos. He's never going to say that right either. Pueblos, huh? Is that like Weeblos? Is that a, yep. Uh, but there's a lot of things I'm not going to say, right? When he, uh, yeah, there's a lot of Spanish in this fucker. And boy, I tell you what, if you thought you hated how the U.S. government treated the Native Americans, wait till you see what the fucking the Spanish government did, and mostly the Catholic Church attached to the Spanish. So government. this is this is uh, pre sixteen. Well, starting. Uh, are you starting in the fifteens? Because uh, well, you you can go back as far so as so this is yeah. pre pre U S government oh, territories pre mostly sixteen hundreds late sixteen hundreds it makes it makes the time period that we talked about with like Jim Bridger and shit yeah. seem like a bustling metropolis of the fucking future Holy except fuck. for the fact this is at the time when you know what do they figure like uh, over forty thousand Pueblo Indians alone in that area mm-hmm. get pretty much conquered by what. About two thousand Spanish guys. Jesus yeah, Christ! Something like that. And there was like, you know, this is when this is right about when the horses are getting reintroduced by the Spanish. You know, they're coming up from Mexico. Yeah. Well, they made it as far north as up into like Kansas and shit. Eventually, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't realize. And then also around this time frame, a little bit later, uh, the Frenchies were coming down from Canada too. Mm-hmm. So there was LaSalle, who we'll eventually talk about him. He made it down the uh, to the end of the Mississippi, and then ended up washing up somewhere near Galveston and trying to build a fort. And it sucked, and then they crashed their other boat, or their other boat drifted off aimlessly. That's a whole different tale, but, yep. it, he's but yeah, he's a moron too. Just like they're Coronado. all well. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's there's not a lot to like to like about most of the Spanish dudes. Like it's, just, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, and there's two different groups of Indians at the time. There's the Pebloans, the people who lived in the, the pueblos, like proper yeah. apartments, basically. Yeah, so those are the like the uh, descendants of the Anasazi and like uh, Chaco Canyon and, and Mesa Verde. You know all those. Nope. I actually do. <laughs> uh, I mean, heard of them. I've heard yeah. those words before. But we also have the newcomers, which would be like the Comanche and Apache, who mm-hmm. are all Athabascan. You know, they have that same language group. So, you know, those are the people that came down from Alaskaville and yep. Great White North. Oh, shit. Okay. Mostly kind of like uh, nomadic type dudes at the point. And so they'd be out doing as you do in those days, like following the buffalo and whatnot. But if you get into like a drought, you know where there's these settled places that have like usually a well and usually some agriculture. Now, at that time, there was, you know, we think of nowadays like the Navajo and Pueblo, like, type peoples down the southwest you know they're famous for like raising sheep and goats and stuff mm-hmm. well there was none of that yet the only domesticated animals they had at this time was turkey Chil- tur- children turkeys children and dogs mm-hmm. that, that was it that, oh, was, that, shit. that was all um and so you know when the spanish roll in with their horses and cattle and pigs and goats and all this short so we're we're that far back where mm-hmm. 
Fuck. So, and it was a lot different climate, like around 1000. Uh, you know, that's when like the big settlements, the Chaco Canyon was really going, but it kind of all tapered off after that, after it kind of went droughty. Very dry. For, yeah. uh, for 500 years. Well, you know, you or get a 500 last, year drought. Last, last thousand. <laughs> Especially when you're doing your agriculture without benefit, like, of, uh, well, that's another innovation that the Spanish kind of introduced was, you know, plows because you were planting, like, maize and stuff by, you know, literally poke a hole in the ground with a stick, drop, yeah. a, cr- drop a corn kernel in there, move along. So, you know, but we'll, we'll get into all that somewhat. But So we'll, we'll kick it off with the Comic Sans and the NPR-ness. <clears throat> so it's not an easy topic to figure out because there's... There's a lot of records by the Spanish, but they kind of like to Lie. gloss, yeah, gloss over the fact that they got their ass kicked. This is not an easy topic, so we're we're gonna have a really rough time. Yep, yep. Uh, so um, Santa Fe was actually founded in 1610. Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. Holy fuck! Uh, but the earliest map surviving was from 1767, and they didn't like to admit that the, they got beat by the savages because they didn't even believe in Jesus. Yeah, 17. So a hundred years later. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I say, when when did when about did the Spanish like first arrive in Mexico? 150 years later. It was like 15 something. 15 something. Yeah. yeah. It it wasn't long before Chrissy Columbus got back and is like, oh, well, let's yeah. just take over the whole thing, whole, whole deal. Well, what I mean, the main thing was the Spanish believed in the fucking cities of gold because mm-hmm. they're greedy fucks, fools. They, they well, full, they fall unexpected. They're just going to sail off to an island and find just cities made of gold, and they were just going to be able to take whatever they want because they're conquistadors, and they have the baby Jesus on their side. Ooh-hoo. And so then they got to the, the Caribbean, and, oh, there's no cities of gold. There's very little gold, you know. El but they, but Dorado. That's exactly what they're looking for. But they um, they just kept looking. And Why uh, don't you come to your senses? But they found lots of silver because... Even China in the 1600s, they had their currency based on Spanish silver. Okay. Shit, I got Spanish silver in my fucking desk. Well, and the Aztecs, you know, famously had some gold kicking, but not to mm. the amount that the Spaniards wanted. But uh, the Puebloans, they kicked out the Spanish between 1680 and 1692. Yep. Uh, that's where kind of, you know, the everybody was stealing the horses, like you said before that, but it really... Yeah kind of stems from that brief, brief little period because obviously the Spanish are not going to let the natives have horses because they'd be on like equal footing. Yeah, well, they would try to well, also just getting a horse over across the ocean, you know, you know, figure, I, I think I read, I think it was like for every like, I want to say it was like 20 horses they tried to ship over, like four would make it because, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you oh, know, that's not a good. They're in, well, they're metric. in shitty sailing. You know, they're pretty much in Oof. the uh, not the Mayflower. They're in the you know Nina Pinta Santa Maria type caravels. Right. They're not like proper like you know. It's not like a like what we picture like um like a Blackbeard fucking giant motherfucking frigate or something like that. These are sailing ships, but no, they're not like two hundred years later ships. They're still kind of shitty. Oh man! And uh, you'd have to like you'd put the horses, you know, because if you got you're sloshed around, well, horses are going to be falling this way and that on your decks, and you know, breaking legs and breaking necks. So they'd Jesus. have to usually they'd put um, kind of a hammock underneath them yeah. to kind of keep them upright. So these horses are having to stand up the entire fucking voyage. They're getting dehydrated, seasick, sick, all that yeah. shit. So and you can't and they, let them out to graze either. Well, that and to get them on and off the boat, you generally have to hoist them up kind of with a crane. And I've, you know, it's not like a, they're not like a cat. They're you know they're gonna be freaking out and losing their shit. So yeah, there was a it was hard to import a horse at that time. Mm-hmm. Damn. 
And plus, you got to remember they had goats and other shit all running around on these mm-hmm. ships too, you know. But so it was 1540 when Coronado found San Diego and makes his trip east. There it is. I found it. Yep. Uh, but Spain was big shit at the time of the 1500s, but by the 1680s, it was on the decline, but right. somehow it still managed to hang on to all these territories until 1890. <laughs> uh, but Santa Fe was 2,000 miles and six months from Mexico City, so they were kind of ignored most of the time. But so the Spaniards in Santa Fe kind of acted with impunity and abuse the locals. Right. Yeah, because the standing order is from, like, the Spanish crown. You were supposed to actually treat the natives good. You were supposed to definitely convert them to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Specifically Catholicism. But you weren't supposed to torture or do any of that stuff. You weren't supposed to. We'll see. Uh, that, yeah. yeah. So August 9th, 1680, two Utes. Did you say Utes? Yeah, two Utes. Oh, two Utes. Utes, not Utes. But the Utes oh. are around kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Two young folk. Uh, Katua and um, Omtua, that was their names, they came running into San Marcos Pablo, and they asked for the war chief, and they gave him a knotted cord. Oh, was that the, the time-telling yep. ones? Yeah. So you'd untie the knot for each day, and then that would be the time to attack. Yep. They were, they were planning it. They are like on, what was it supposed to be, like August 15th or some shit like that? Yeah, something like that. Oh, so he's like 10 days attack. Yeah. So like when he's you, every time all... you wake up, untie one of these knots. And he's sending these guys around to each Pueblo to like coordinate oh, this okay. massive uprising they're going to want to do. So that's how they're, that's like the text they're sending. Sure. It's the countdown clock, mm-hmm. you know. Sure, sure. And if they didn't uh, help them attack, they'd all be killed anyway. Yep. So didn't have much of a choice. No. So what happens if you can't get the knot untied? You're like sitting there with your teeth. (laughs) Damn it, double knotted this. So the runners leave and they go to the next village. Uh, Basically, they're all ready to go, uh, except for this head guy, this cacique. Yep. Which is also uh, a ladies' bra company, if you want to look that up. Cacique? I guess. Okay. (laughs) Uh, As opposed to a men's bras company, too. (laughs) Mm hmm. Bro. I mean, I'm sure there is that, but... <laughs> yeah. Bro bras? Bro bras. So uh, they knew that this head guy in uh, the cacique was uh, tied to the Spanish, but they let him go anyway. Well, and uh, the way I read it, he kind of got stage fright. He's like, oh, yeah, I want to get rid of the Spanish oppressor, too. But uh, then he's like, uh, we're all going to die if we try to stand up to these shiny metal motherfuckers with sure. muskets. You know? I mean, you're all going to die if you don't also. Basically, it's it's 1600, so you're yeah. just going to die. Everybody's going to die. Uh, so he must have warned the town friar, or Frey as uh, it's in yeah. Spain, Spanglish, yeah. uh, Manuel Tinoco, and he took off running for his life, but they wouldn't let this guy go because they really hated the, the friars. Yeah. And they caught him and bludgeoned him and stabbed him to death yep. all in a row. As you do. Wait, the, the natives hated the friars? Yeah, mm-hmm. because they're sitting there. Well, if you weren't, see, okay, I don't know how far he's going to get into this, but the way it kind of worked... Well, some of the friars, depending on like which incursion and where they were at, some of them were like, yeah, I understand you're still going to be doing your fucking pagan rituals with your masks and stuff like that. But as long as you kind of like give me lip service and you come to mass and you kind of like in public are Catholic, Pre- yeah, pretend. we can fuck. And as long as you're doing my work for me, that's the big thing. As long as you're uh, building, yeah. me, building me a church and working the fields and doing all that stuff, we'll kind of let you slide doing some of gotcha. your stuff, but then they started cracking down more and more on that. They would call it witchcraft and idolatry and all that shit. Gotcha. And so the natives were not 
into being whipped and beaten for practicing oh, their religion. And oh, that's would, weird. They would build a Catholic church right on top of your old, old yeah, church. your graveyards and your yeah, yeah. That that happened in uh, everywhere, all over, all over Europe too. Yeah, just everywhere. Yeah, it's like under under every old like super classic old Catholic church. There's a fucking spot where like people Pagan used something. to. So two days later, they all gather up and march on Santa Fe, and already the Spaniards are taking refuge in a stockade in the middle of the town there. Oh, no. Remember the Alamo. Kind of. <laughs> uh, so San Marcos Pueblo had 3,000 rooms. These are huge, huge deals. Fucking shit. 3,000 rooms? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're cool. I mean, they, they, they had it kicking. Yeah. That was one of the biggest in the pre-Columbian West, but by 1680 had declined and only had 600 people living there. Ooh, and so you got plenty of space for like your art loft and your pottery <laughs> yeah, totally. studio? Yep. Well, I have here most Smart rooms garage. are full of garbage, though. Yeah. <laughs> Sweep it under the rug. There's a punk house. There's fucking yeah, kind of. 238 Rottweilers. When you see how those those places are set up, it's a lot of like uh, climbing up one ladder mm-hmm. to the next floor. You know, it's, yeah. well, why bother climbing? You know, you just throw your garbage in the... Oh, sure, the, the next one over, yeah. the one up, up above? I'm sure you're just doing, like, hook shots up under the roof of the one that you're not living in. Mm-hmm. So after 1680, it was pretty much abandoned, except for a few squatters and never really inhabited again. Are they really squatters, though, if nobody's living there? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you want to look up a, a cool one, maybe when we get to it, we'll talk about it later. But uh, Acoma is the, the sky city. That's a pretty rad one, and it's basically on top of a, a rock. Is that the one with the swirly water slide that you? That's how you get down the mesa. Oh, maybe no. <laughs> <laughs> so the cacique of San Marcos wasn't the only one betraying the Pebloans. Uh, to the oh, the Spanish governor governor at the time's Orderman. I'm sure I said that right. Orderman. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you didn't. <laughs> and on the Pebloan side are led by Pope. Yep. Not Pope, even though I wrote Pope. Pope they also call which it. gets confusing. It's Pope A. Like we're on Pope what C now, right? Mm-hmm. Or D. It's I literally can't just spelled Pope with like the little accent mark. It's P O P E with the little apostrophe or whatever. Popey. Popey. So Popey uh, planned on uh, attacking at the full moon. Oh. Uh, just before the Spanish would get all their shipment of goods uh, from Mexico City that year, so Oderman had the runners caught and tortured. And they spilled the beans on what the cords meant. My beans, no! <laughs> but they told Orderman that the attack would be on August 13th, not the 11th, so they lie. Yep. But since word was out, the Pebbloans moved the attack to the 10th. Uh, the Pebbloans were so unprepared that it didn't really much matter that they were actually knew about it, that they, they didn't give them enough respect anyway. So, And there wasn't a road to that top of that mesa until... John Wayne filmed a shitty movie there in the 50s. <laughs> then they built a road. Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. For some reason, I just got a text from my property management company telling me to take a survey. Like, how are we doing? What? <laughs> like, thank you for choosing, you know, the place you've lived in for the last eight years. How are we doing? Take our quick survey. <laughs> Why are you sending me this? Bit? be doing a lot better if you left me the fuck alone. Oh, shit. And we're selling my fucking building. Uh, August 10th, Father Juan Pio with one soldier, Pedro Hildago, went to serve mask at the... At serve the, mask, huh? Mask. <laughs> Somebody be, stop me! <laughs> that'd be better if it was. <laughs> so they're serving mass there at uh, at this pebble called uh, Tusuk. I'm sure I said that right. To suck. Uh, is that the uh, planet from the Wookiees? Mala, it's so good to see you. Happy Life Day. 
That's Kashyyyk. Oh, oh, yeah. Here's a nice illustration of the horsey loft. Hauling horses? Yep. Sweet. Or I like to have two canoes lashed together and just Oof. have the horse's front legs in one. And Fuck that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> to a pontoon boat, and the only yep. thing keeping the pontoons together <laughs> is the fucking horses. horse? Good it's God. boat-bearing horse. It's <laughs> a Caballero Moran. Caballero Moran. <laughs> so they uh, are going to church, but they find everybody has left. And then they find the village uh, a mile away putting on their war paint. Yeah, that's the thing is you, you expect you're going to have mass and you go in the church is like vacant on a Sunday. Oh, you know, no. And it's, of course, the southwest, so there's probably like a rattlesnake, you know, mm-hmm. and some maracas playing in the Tumbleweed. background. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I kind of chacon noises. <laughs> so the friar goes up to the, the, the people there and says, what is this, children? Are you mad? Yeah. Then they, then they kill him. Yeah. They were not mad. We're pissed. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Fuck you. But Hidalgo escaped and he warned Santa Fe too. So they have plenty of warning that it's coming. Uh, Orderman sent out soldiers to warn all the other Spaniards, but it was too late. He gathered Santa Fe's thousand or so settlers in the center of town to defend it, and they got all the harquebuses they could find. The what? The guns. The harquebus. The fuck's Mm -hmm. a harquebus? It's a shittier musket. It's that. And (laughs) in order to shoot it, you needed to put up a, a pole's. Yeah, to prop it, had, it on. Yeah, to prop it on. Because it's, it's like one, fucking it's ten you, feet it, long. It's one where you literally have a fuse, a long fuse burning, and you put that. A match the hammer is. Yeah, that's the match is the fuse. Okay. And so it's lit, and it's so it, smoking the whole, the whole There's time. not like a pan and a fucking There's little... There's a pan, but it's a, actually a lit fuse that goes and makes a contact with it, because they didn't have a... a they hadn't figured out a flint with a frizzin yet. Okay. So you'd have to have a thing burning like a long... Cor- have you watched The Witch? No. Like The Vivitch? No. It's the best. My Jeep is named after uh, Black Phillip, which yeah. is the yep. devil goat. <laughs> but uh, the the dad in that uses the matchlock like okay. this, and it blows up in his face kind of. <laughs> so you got a fucking, you got basically, the hammer's got like a punk on it? Yeah, yeah it's like a long fuse, like yeah. a cord, which might even be like just thrown keep, over your shoulder. Just it keeps just continuously burning. Keeps burning until you, you like. And you push it through the hole so yeah. it matches up with where... It's going to be. You notice it doesn't have any fucking sights. No. It's about as long, longer than you are tall. I was going to say, it looks like 10 feet fucking long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're terrible. I guess it kicked real good, too. Oh, yeah. It'll fuck you up. So now all, all over northern New Mexico, as far as away as the Hopi Mesas in Arizona, 250 miles away, all the Puebloan people, they attack all the Spaniards. Good. And, of course, they reserve the cruelest executions for the friars. Yeah, <laughs> I don't um, know why that tickles me, but fuck me. Well, fuck it's, you. It's, it's that, and also you know the friars didn't tend to be wearing armor covered in swords and harquebuses and right halberds and shit. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. they're just gonna hold out their little rosary beads and yep. Yeah, you know. at high maze, I guess that's a pebble. I think I actually looked that one up to how to pronounce it. Oh, that means big corn. Mm-hmm. Uh, they stripped the friar, uh, Fray Juan de Jesus. They stripped him and tied him to a pig and paraded him through town. Tied him to a pig? Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you do. Then sure. they would catcall him. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> then they untied him and forced him to crawl naked through town. <laughs> then one warrior rode him. What the wow. fuck? They argued about how to kill him, and finally one warrior just stabbed him through the heart while they pummeled him, while they're arguing how to, how to kill him. Oh, it's weak. Yep. Uh, August 10th, the Pebloans killed 21 of the 33 friars in New Mexico. That's pretty good. All the way from Taos to, to Hopi, they killed 380 settlers, sparing neither women or children. And the Spaniards didn't know what hit them. Possible that Oderman didn't know of Pope, uh, 
who masterminded the whole thing. Right. But he didn't know that Pope was one of the 47 sorcerers, quote-unquote. Ladies and gentlemen, sorcery. That were arrested by Oderman's predecessor, Governor Juan Frank Trevino. Uh, that was in 1675 for practicing adultery, their traditional Kachina religion there. Right. Oh, idolatry, not adultery. Yep. He wasn't like, <laughs> oh, he wasn't like okay. cheating on his wife with a Kachina. Could have been. I mean, I suppose, but... <laughs> Idolatry. Uh, you're, you're cheating on Jesus. Yeah. The only person you should be fucking is Jesus. Was that the guy that cut off everybody's foot? Uh, Maybe. They did that a lot. Well, well, there was definitely the one guy where everybody over 21, like, they, this pleased... You know, there was another uprising before this, and it failed. And so their answer was, every male over 21, they cut off one of their foots. Every male. The fuck? Yeah, the Spanish cut. The Spanish foot did. Good God! Yeah. So, those, so they're a little. You know, the natives are. You know, zero stars would not do again on the. Yeah, on the Spanish. Sure. You know, for sure. Like all the kids growing up that watch that shit go yeah, down, yeah. they're just like, yeah. No. Well, that now have to do all the work the adults were doing because yeah, yeah. they all have one foot. Yeah, they yeah. all grow up and they're like, yeah, we're we're not doing this. So uh, those forty-seven sorcerers, they were imprisoned. Sorcery. Speaking of stunt rock. That's a good band name, 47 Sorcerers. Mm-hmm. Sorcery. So they were imprisoned and severely flogged, and three of them were hung as an example. But only when a Pabloan army came to Santa Fe, that's when they released all the other guys. Otherwise, they probably would have killed everybody. Right. Uh, August 1680, about 2,900 Spaniards lived in New Mexico. About three-fifths lived kind of south of Albuquerque there, even though there was no, probably Albuquerque at the time. Uh, Their military leader was Lieutenant Governor Alonzo Garcia. He got the news of the massacre, and he made a half-assed attempt to rescue Santa Fe, but he was seeing a bunch of burned-out ranches along the way, and he just hightails it back to El Paso because he doesn't want to deal with it. (laughs) He just assumes that everybody's dead. Uh, a month later, Omerin meets, uh, meets up with him in, uh, in El Paso, or actually near Socorro, and Oderman is pissed off that he didn't come and help him. Uh, August 13th, Oderman and his thousand people, maybe only a hundred were actually men capable of fighting. So they sat and waited for the attack. Oderman sent out two Christian Indians to spy on the attackers. They returned two days later. Said two Christian Indians? Yeah. There was there were some Indians, you know, like in any group of people, most of the people are not wanting, but there's always those like, sure, no, this is okay. cool, and that, and there gotcha. was other, there's also you got to remember, like I said, um, well, besides the conquest of the Aztecs, like in the South where they'd been around longer, like I said, the standing orders were to quote unquote treat the natives well and stuff like that. So in some cases, there were tribes they had contact with where they actually did get along with them better, and like they were kind of like down with the program, you know, because gotcha. they'd already been there for like a generation, and they hadn't been cutting off noses and feet and shit, you know. Right. It just depended on what tribe, and it's basically how how quick do you uh, accept Christianity is how good you might be treated, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. How, and how, how much not how, shitty you're treated. How much gold you're able to come up yeah. with. There's a lot of factors, all of which are shit, but... Yeah. So, uh, the two Christian Indians uh, say that there's 500 warriors gathered three miles away, and they're just sitting there waiting for reinforcements from Taos. Then they would uh, just level the whole town. But uh, that wasn't the Pebloan way, though, because they were just smart enough to just 
surround it and, yeah, well, and, and wait them out. It's not like they had siege weaponry either. No. You know, there's no fucking catapults or battering rams. But the siege would last five days, and it was probably near the Palace of Governors, which still stands today in the middle of uh, Santa Fe, if you want to go check that out. It's like one of the oldest buildings in, in America anyway. Uh, but Santa Fe was smartly built on a swamp. <laughs> well, that's important because otherwise you're not getting water. Mm-hmm. You actually okay. want it in a swamp. It, it, okay, know. all right. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, uh, they uh, like it right- is a dumb place to have a city though because there's the the rivers no nowhere. Well, you know, it's down yeah. in Albuquerque, but it's not not as not that. But cool. also, yeah. when you're building shit out of uh, adobe, you're gonna want a ready supply of mud. Mm-hmm. Well, a swamp is a ready supply of mud. So in Shelton, my hometown, um, when they built the Walmart. I was oh, like, yeah. yeah, I was like in middle school when they built it, but they built it right next to the high school. Um, they they built the Walmart and they got it completely finished. And then it was like, a, there was like a grand opening and like a bunch, you know, it was a big deal, I guess. Like people were like, oh, we're going to go to the Walmart. And like uh, about a week after. Couple, couples are getting married in the produce aisle. Dude, and- almost, man. <laughs> Uh, but like about a week or so after they built the fucking thing, it uh, it sank about like six feet into the swamp they <laughs> built it on. So they had to like tear it down and rebuild it. Oh wow! Awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that. So fuck you, <laughs> Sam Walton. <laughs> so speaking of the Sam Walton of the day, the Spanish. Uh, actually, there was a small ditch that ran into Santa Fe, and that's where they got their water. But it was easily cut off. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, a small anyway. ditch was easily cut off. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. It's like, oh, we'll be fine. We can siege up in here. And then the guys outside the wall are like, yeah, I got something for you. Dump, no water. Dump, dump a couple buckets of dirt on it. And like- yeah. So August 15th was the first day of the siege. A uh, Tano man named Juan, quote unquote, led 500 Pabloans from the south. He came riding a horse. Holy shit. And carrying a harquebus Ooh. and a sword and dagger. It's a modern engine guy. What's a harquebus? The harquebus is that matchlock. Rifle. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> Which, oh, yeah, I already asked that question, didn't I? Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> it's not even a, it's, I, I, I say rifle. There was no fucking rifling either. No. no. But uh, all this was not allowed by the Spaniards. Yeah. How, like, dare oh, this, no. how dare this indigenous person use our modern technology? Well, they think it's like fucking Judge Dredd. We're like, he can't. Like the his fucking DNA signature won't won't make the no, gun you're just work. Not allowed to because you're a <laughs> brown person. Well, fuck you. How are you supposed to maintain white supremacy if you you know? Yeah, right. Putting everybody on equal footing, huh? Mm-hmm. So this Juan guy, he was allowed to parlay with the uh, governor there. Mm-hmm. This Juan guy. Yep. So uh, Juan. This Juan time. <laughs> <laughs> so Juan said they're bringing them two crosses, one right, one red, and if they choose white. They would promise to leave. If they chose red, they would stay and fight. But basically, they didn't decide right then at the first day there. I like how they they have the pageantry of, I'm going to bring some crosses instead of just asking for... Oh, a, yeah, oh. it's it's like a, a... Well, the cross was the most important thing. You go into battle. But it, it's and, it's like a... Uh, it's it's a, it's a as much pageantry as a fucking... Um, what do you call that? Like a... Oh, what's the party where, that you throw when you're like, it's a boy or a girl? Oh, like burn a, down a, a fucking a, whole a gen, forest. A gender reveal. Gender reveal party, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a blue cross and a pink cross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your choice is yours, asshole. So Juan had all the buildings burned outside. Uh, Orderman sent out a few troops, and he claimed he killed a whole bunch of uh, Pebloans, but and only one Spaniard died, according to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm imagining Napoleon Dynamite in his just like, yeah, I have uh, exceptional skills in nunchucks. And harquebus. I I killed fucking 27 Wolverines of them, barehanded and... combat. Riding my liger. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 
the heck are you doing? That's what I'm talking about. Uh, but when Orderman heard that more uh, Pebloans were coming, he ordered all his troops back inside. Orderman ordered his men mm-hmm. yep. back inside? What's Orderman? It's actually Ottermin. Oterman. I was gonna say he's, he's got from, a little. He's he's a. I know every Viking. time he says Oderman, it sounds like oh yeah, Mister. Oh, you're yeah. a fucking liar, Mister Oderman. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so the siege lasted two more days, and all the critters were dying from thirst. Uh, by August 17th, there's 2,500 warriors there to face the maybe hundred or so Spaniards that could actually fight. Uh, August 19th, Oderman decided to go out and attack the next morning. He had everybody go to the church and confess their sins, just in case they died. Uh, the next morning, they broke out, mostly on foot. Uh, they took the Pebloans by surprise. It did work, and they did get away, um, but Oderman himself got two arrows in him and was shot by a harquebus, but he still survives. Uh, Oderman uh, claimed to have killed 300 Pebloans. See, I'm reading sure. my, my Time Life book claims, uh, oh, they just say several hundreds. Apparently, yeah, what they did was in true Spanish traditions, they went to, they had mass, and then just come running out of the, like, straight from mass to kicking ass. So the Indians are like, oh, these idiots are going to be doing their little prayer shit because it's Sunday. So they weren't really expecting a counterattack. Oh, they got kind of caught off guard a little they bit? Got, yeah, they were sitting there like, well, you know, the, the Spanish are not going to come out today. And then, surprise, they came out, you know. Fuck. Well, also, you kept saying Oderman, and it makes me think, we were talking about the Andy Cap fucking cartoons. I'm thinking of, like, Oderman's like a... Like a Viking, but he's like the he's the uh, cartoon. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like the representative for like a air freshener company. Olderman, yeah, <laughs> I guess that's a stretch. Like Hager, Olderman's, yeah, like Hager, but like for for like a Febreze kind of well, situation. Olderman's an actual name in the Dakotas. Like mm-hmm. went, uh, school went to with school with Olderman's. Yep. yep, I think they had a beefalo ranch. What did they know? Oh no, oh, shit. Yeah. We've talked about beefalo here a long time ago. Abominations of nature. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Half half buffalo, half uh, cow. Cow. Yeah. All. All man. Beef. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, there's a federal budget coming up soon that could put grog prices up. So fill your fridge now while grog's still cheap, eh? Tui's cans are me special this week. Two dozen three seventy mil Tui's cans for only seven seventy nine. Seven seventy nine, lummy! You can get two dozen cans of Tui's draft for seven seventy nine, or two dozen cans of Tui's flag ale for seven seventy nine, two dozen cans of Tui's pilsner for seven seventy nine, two dozen cans of Tui's old for seven seventy nine. So buy your Tui's beer now, just in case prices rise. But you have to hurry. This special's on till Saturday only. Oh, thanks. I don't mind if I do. Thank you. Tui's draft seven seventy nine for two does. Tui's flag ale seven seventy nine for two does. Tui's pilsner seven seventy nine for two does. Tui's old seven seventy nine for two does. Offers on till Saturday only at Grace Brothers, except Miranda, David Jones, except Bondi, Liquorland, Downs of Campbelltown, Cut Price Liquor Markets, Rayco Central Coast, Uncle Bill's, and Red S Liverpool. <laughs> Uh, but as shitty as those harquebuses were, that still was better than clubs, I guess. Yeah. But Are you sure? Slightly. <laughs> I think you got a little more precision well, with the club. Once, once you shoot once, you pretty much have a club. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. So they do get away, and Orderman's men took 47 Pebloans prisoner. They questioned him about their plans, and then they killed him after, of oh, course. Great. So August 21st, Orderman took his 1,000 people down to the Rio Grande, uh, he didn't know what happened to the people of Rio Abajo, but he didn't know that they fled to El Paso. 
By September 1680, the Pebblones were rid of the Spanish. Yep. And now they could worship their own gods and live in peace, but it would only last 12 years. Though. Yeah, well, and, that's, and they're who's in charge of them now, all of a sudden? Pope. Yep. It's like, ah, I threw off the colonial oppressors to install my own dictatorship. Oppression. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I mean, it's slightly better. As it turns out. No. Oh, okay. No. All right. <laughs> he, he, let's just say uh, Pope learned some shit from the Spanish. Gotcha. So, reversing a little, Coronado, he came through in 1540 to 42. At yeah, that t- Coronado is who was hawking off people's feet, I think. Oh, maybe. Hawking off? Oh, that was... Uh, hawking off? Yeah, that was the cross from uh, the beginning of... Uh, yep, Indiana Jones Indiana and the, Jones last, and crusade. the <laughs> last Crusade. So at that time, there's 110 Pueblos in the region. By 1680, there's about 40, and today there's about 20. In 1598, when the colony of Nuevo Mexico was founded, the native population was about 80,000. By 1680, it was about 17. Nuevo Mexico? Does that mean New Mexico? New Mexico. Like literally New Mexico. Like oh, shit. The same okay. place as the Co- state. Gotcha. Remember when we were talking about, I don't know, Santa Fe and yeah. Taos? Yeah, yeah. Still, still towns. Been there a long cool. time. Cool. Mm hmm. But Nuevo Mexico sounds like New Wave Mexico. So I'm imagining people with is. like flock of seagulls haircuts <laughs> and shit and like lots of synthesizers <laughs> everywhere. Uh, with one foot. Yes. Uh, the, Pebblones, one foot. the Pebblones were mostly Zuni, Hopi, Acoma, and Santa Clara. But there's basically these guys. Think about Santa Carla. All the goddamn vampires. <laughs> Give me a root beer. Uh, they were there long before the relative newcomers, the Navajo, Apache, Ute, Comanche, and Paiute. Uh, they get corn around 1500 BC. We got corn. <laughs> you bet. And then, and after corn, you know what comes after that? Shits. Corn nuts. Oh yeah, that too. But uh, no, the fucking uh, potatoes. No, now the, the liquor, the fucking no, corn. Oh, Tiswin. Yeah, you bet. Well, I didn't know Coronado got hit by a tornado. That's awesome. Whoa. <laughs> that's a fucking. That's a newspaper uh, headline. Well, I'm, I'm just, Coronado hit by tornado. I didn't, re- I didn't really tornado. read that much about coordinate. Yeah, the tornado. Coronado tornado. Oh my god. Oh shit. No 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 no. Oh it's, yeah. It's, it's a like corn tor- tornado. I was yep. gonna say the the tornado would be like a. You, uh, you had me at meat tornado. Yeah yeah. No, it's like a like a burrito and Tiswin like together. Oh nice. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's like you know Parks and Rec like oh the, yeah the meat like, tornado. The meat tornado. <laughs> oh, you had me at meat tornado. They have the most. Insane burritos. I don't much go for ethnic food. Trust me. They have one that's called the Meat Tornado. Literally killed a guy last year. You had me at Meat Tornado. It's a whole new meat delivery system. Uh, but no, yeah, just this one sentence, like, uh... As Coronado penetrated deeper into this region, he grew suspicious at the startling change in the terrain. The high plains terminated abruptly in steep cliffs up to a thousand feet high, with rugged badlands lying below them. From local Indians who called themselves Tiwas, Coronado's arrival region in Texas Panhandle was inauspicious from the first. At a tiny village in Deep Gorge, greedy soldiers quarreled over the division of a gift from the Indians, a pile of buffalo hides. So there's just Spaniards fighting over fighting buffalo Fighting over buffalo hides. skin? Oh, great, great. And their encampment was hit by a tornado. Terrifying winds driving fist-sized hailstones, leveled tents, dented armor, and injured horses, and men might have been killed, but for the sheltering walls of the chasm. So Jesus wants us to be here. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Please, <laughs> God, if we shouldn't be here, give us a sign. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the Pebloans, they all had different languages and different cultures from one Pueblo to the next, and they're often fighting with each other, too, so... Uh, and you get all the other tribes that they kind of welcome at first, but then once they get 
kind of taken over by the Spanish, they kind of become easy targets for them with all their new goats and, and such. Their and new horses. The new for like model year goat. Yeah. <laughs> 1682 goat. Bluetooth capable. <laughs> but Coronado wasn't the first European to visit the Southwest. In 1540, or actually, uh, he was in 1540. In 1528 was Ponfield de Narvarez. Mm, what? That's... He was the guy who took the 600 men from Cuba to Florida and then followed the coast, but it was a big disaster. Yeah. And committed- 600 men from what? From Cuba, Cuba to Florida, Florida. And then they just kind of walked west. Yep. Through Ugh. all the swampiest shithole- Count me the fuck out. Yeah. I don't want to be part of that troop. Well, plus you're wearing like shiny armor and- you know, <laughs> like medieval fucking plate <laughs> armor. Yeah, very much. <laughs> Fuck that. Well, they they mostly kind of ditched like most of the crotch and stuff. You know, it's kind of just the chest piece and yeah. then the the uh, you know the conquistador helmet like you're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. So they like have- I'm used to seeing like at the <laughs> like, mall in fucking yeah. see, downtown Seattle. Mm-hmm. Like everybody loves nowadays. Uh, <laughs> bringing it back, man. <laughs> So of course that throwback armor. They're gonna be selling them bitches at zoomies and shit <laughs> yeah, exactly. with, by like, the end of the week. Pair of vans and some plate armor <laughs> and a helmet. Nice conquistador helmet. It's throwback Thursday, bro. <laughs> uh so a couple of guys they get off the ship and uh, you know, they're walking on land. And of course they lose <laughs> walking on land, like you do. Walking on walking on stolen land. Oh so they lose track of the ship, and the ship just gives them up for dead and goes back to Cuba. <laughs> the ship is sentient. Like, there's no, nobody there's, on. There's, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm just imagine like the ship's like, whoop, I'm out of here. But I do. Yeah, I do like that. The guys on the ship are like, man, it's fucking hot. You want to just go? Let's just go. Fuck this. Let's there's go. There's no way they're making it back. Let's just go. <laughs> they're dead already, man. So they hope to reach the rumored Spanish settlement of Panuco, which is on the West Coast. or They want to get to the West Coast somehow, which is easy to do. Which, yeah, at this point, if you look at some of the awesome maps they have, I think I, I, think I have some pictures of their awesome maps. Oh. Oh, and plus they Excite. get to, and on the West Coast, or don't they, yeah, they have to worry about uh, Sir Francis Drake at about this time, too, don't they? God, these fuckers oh, yeah. are dressed like clowns. They are fucking clowns. <laughs> well, let's see. There's a lot of the trips we uh yeah that's an actual map there we go oh my god that it's like a like a dragon warrior nintendo fucking. oh wow yeah this looks like the the map to straight up yeah you're right dragon warrior (laughs) what the fuck you encountered a metal slime mondon vovo yeah that well that's what they thought california was in fact there's there was a stretch of time when they thought the baja part of california was a just an island they didn't even know it was a peninsula mm-hmm. and they also thought that's where you'd find amazons this is like it, it, it's like if uh if you turn the resolution on a map down to like fucking like you like yeah. two yeah. just just <laughs> it's just like <laughs> i mean you can kind of see florida and cuba sort of yeah i i like how the the uh cuba and puerto rico is like just fucking giant yeah, compared yeah. to the rest of well Check I, out. Here's Baja. Yeah, totally. And then there's a whole another United, or, you know, whole pretty much another United States landmass where the Pacific is supposed to be. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's where, like where be the Kraken? Terra, terra incognita. There's apparently another landmass at the tip of South America too. Of course. So, yes. but it's you know terra like unknown land. Unknown. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Here there be dragons. Like, yeah. Fucking was it Cape Horn in it? Yeah. Cape well, Horn. Just, Back could, to Cape Horn. Boop, boop, boop. 
So <laughs> these guys stuck on land made skin boats. Yep. Uh, then they kind of drift out to sea, and many died. Oh, is this uh, uh, Cabeza de la Vaca? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah, this motherfucker here. Two boats wrecked on Galveston Island, and uh, wait, Galveston, like Texas? Texas yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. By then, there's only a dozen people who survived, and they were actually helped by the local Indians. Mm-hmm. Stupid. So one group of four survivors was led by Alvar Nunez Cabeza de Vaca. Yep, cowhead. Which, uh, cowhead. <laughs> I was going to say, Cabeza's like head. Cabeza de la Vaca. Cow oh, Vaca, right, because yep. that's where vaccine comes from. Yep, cowpox. Uh, so two of the other guys were well-born Spaniards. What the nope. fuck does that mean? They're rich guys. Yep. They're, they're Tucker Carlson's. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Another guy was a Moorish slave named Esteban. Yep. Esteban. Diddling. Yep. Oh, man. That guitar is such a piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brett, uh, Brett had one. We called it the Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it translates. Yep. yep. Esteban. But he was actually the most competent, and he managed to learn some native languages. And, and also he was fancy because like, he was taller than everybody and black. Mm-hmm. And so... The Indians were like, what the fuck is this? So during the next six years, they moved across Texas and North Mexico. Pretty much eating roots and shit. Yep, just kind of getting pawned off by each tribe and sometimes being slaves. The dollop does a really good, like, I think it's a Mm two-parter, and it's just horrific, 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 the shit they're having to do. (laughs) But it's kind of fun because at least the Spanish guys are getting the shit end of the stick on Mm -hmm. this one. Right on. But Devaca kind of bluffs his way by healing people. That's how he gets- Well, how does he heal them, Will? Oh, I, don't, I forgot. Oh, their, their Ooh, trick was they'd, they'd kind of chant, they'd kind of just chant Catholic prayers, and then they'd blow on your wounds. Oh. Which <laughs> which probably made you sicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'd yeah. like shake a gourd rattle, say like three Hail Marys, and then just go on your With your, I'm, I'm just imagining like that time, this is 1600s. Yeah. So you're disgusting, like disease-ridden mouth with well, like it, rotting it, teeth. It, it was just as good as the native medicine where it'd be sure. like, you know, rub a root on it and then throw some ashes in your face or whatever they were fucking doing at sure. the time too it's not like they were doing appendectomies and shit you know yeah yeah but I'm just imagining all the fucking dis- <laughs> disgusting bacteria coming out of yep. that gross mouth it's just like <laughs> oh. it's like green gas coming yep. out of his mouth some Ren and Stimpy's yeah. quality shit he's like yeah he he breathed on my leg and then, <laughs> it it f- then my leg fell off the <laughs> next day <laughs> So, Devaca wrote a book in 1542. Spoiler alert, he does make it back. Yeah. And he can write? Well, he's he's a well, well-born Spaniard. Oh, well-born. Gotcha. Yeah. At this point, though, he's also like a guy in hides, very sunburned. He, he, they basically some more Spanish find him, and they're like, what the hell? We've never seen like an Indian with a beard before. And then the guy starts speaking Spanish. They're like, holy fuck, are you Spanish? Like, yeah. Like, I'm Cabeza de la Vaca. He's like, fuck, you've been missing for like six years. Holy shit. We've All heard, right. like, we've like read about you. Like, this is like a oh, wow. generation of dudes that had heard about him going missing while they were still in Spain. Oh, fuck. Come over and they just find this guy wandering around the wilderness with like a tall black guy and a bunch of Indians. Just, <laughs> cru- like, just cruising around the Robert southwest. St- Robert Stack had a whole episode about <laughs> you, <right>. man. <laughs> uh, so people still argue exactly where he went. Uh, if it was you know north or south through through New Mexico or Arizona, Arizona, but he does give vague descriptions of what the tribes around the Rio Grande. Uh, Devo- two arms, two legs, one head, yeah. all of them. They all have. Yep. Them. Uh, so he writes that uh, the Indians who live in permanent houses have no use for gold or silver, nor do they believe that any use could be made of them. 
which somehow gets turned into there's seven cities of gold somewhere in the southwest. Yeah, it's like they don't have any use for. So somebody's like, oh, so they have so much laying around that they like wipe their butts with gold and you know throw. God damn it, dude, that's a fucking jump. No, no, no. They don't have a fiat currency, yeah, fucking yeah. dumbass. So April 1st, 1536 is when Devakin and his uh, guys get back, the four or three other guys. Psych, just kidding. To the Pacific coast, to Kulakan, or however you pronounce that. They walked and rafted in all combination for eight years. Uh, but even before the book was published, there was rumors that there was gold in them, our hills. Uh, spring of 1539, an exploring expedition set out from Kulakan with a large group of Indians with Esteban as guide. Yep. Esteban. Uh, along with was Fray Marcos, who was with uh, Pizarro in Peru at the time. Pizarro. Was yeah. that a, yeah, I was going to say, is that a fucking... Another... Magician? <laughs> the great Pizarro! Yeah, another explorer. One night only. <laughs> uh, he did Branson, f- Missouri with fucking uh, Tony Poultry. <laughs> and the saddest clown <laughs> ventriloquist. <laughs> yeah. Little, uh... Little Carl. Little fans. Carl. 1531-33, uh, he's the guy who finds gold in, in Peru there. But he's also there to convert the heathens, too, because you got to do that. Just have to. Yep. It's like an NES game. Mm-hmm. Try to convert the heathens. But it went badly, of course. Uh, Esteban went ahead of the main group um, by the time they hit the Pueblos in New Mexico there. So Esteban demands food and lodging. Every time you say his name, I'm just imagining the guitar player with the dumb hat. <laughs> Esteban. My new guitar, the Esteban. Esteban. So the Zuni there uh, must have thought he was a big guy because he had parrot feathers. Well, he had, yeah, like I said, parrot feathers, and he was just probably a good foot taller than everybody else, mm-hmm. you know. But he d- goes there and demands women, so he was killed. Yeah. What? <laughs> women! <laughs> well, that's the thing is, for a while, like, this is what I was talking, when we were waiting for you to come to the door, this is what we were talking about, where uh, it's like they they kind of send Esteban and his little group of guys, like, to be like, ah, the priest is coming, get ready for the priest, and they would, like, oh, cool, We've heard shit about this, and they'd, like, they'd send out a delegation, and they would usually give them trinkets and food and shit like that. Sure. So Esteban got kind of used to that as they've moved further out, and not as many people had heard rumors of the good word of the baby Jesus. Oh, and he's you. like rolling in like, yo, where's my bitches at? Where's my fucking food at? Because he's come to expect that because he's getting that treatment right, from some right, of the right. other places. And they're like, nah, we don't, we don't do that shit around here. Who the fuck are you? Who do you think you are? You know? So they kill him. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, another story is that Esteban was warned not to come any closer, but he still haughtily laughed, ha ha ha, and just goes in anyway. Then he was captured. Oh, it's the first Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Ho ho ho! <laughs> Where are my bitches at? But uh, this might be, not be true because the the father that it's from is called a line monk, so mm. it might not might not work. What Fray Marcos? Yep, that might be a false flag though. Mm-hmm. They call him the lying monk. <laughs> Uh, but the Zuni probably knew that the Spanish were there long before because they get word from all these other tribes. Right. And even from the time of Cortez, uh, like 100 years earlier, or not 100, but quite a few years earlier, that they were there just to kill everybody because there's still trade routes between north and south. Uh, so the first white guy that Pebblowans met was a black dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. What's that? Isn't that in like Little Big Man? Oh, yes, the black white man. I've heard it's like Chief, <laughs> Chief, Chief, oh, yeah, Chief right. Dan George says some shit that's like that. That's right, yeah. Uh, who said he was leading white guys to them. They're not as ugly as the whites, but just as crazy. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. 
So he, he says there's a bunch of white guys coming who's more power, powerful than they are. Well, that's fucking Coronado. Yep. So they kill him. Uh, the High Maze, a man claimed that he was the reason that they are racist against black people even today. The yeah, that, that's a miserable That's kind of a stretch. Yeah. yeah. So Marcos, the lying monk, hightailed it back. Uh, he mentioned no gold in the report, uh, though that was what they were after. Uh, when he got back, Mexico City was all excited about the seven cities of gold up north. That nobody had found. Mm-hmm. Uh, one explanation by a Zuni elder said that they were plastered their houses with mud and straw, and when the sun shone on it right, it looked kind of like gold. Oh, uh, fuck. All the way off, dude. A straw. Yeah. Isn't that some, like, Rapunzel shit, like spinning straw into gold shit? Yeah. Or not Rapunzel, uh, uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin, yeah. Yep. So the next April in 1540, that's when uh, Coronado leaves with 350 dudes. Yeah, and that's the thing is, well, they, they got used to, like, ah, oh, this friar and this guy. Well, Coronado is, is not a fucking around type of dude, you know. He also has 1,300 um, Indian allies and plenty of servants and slaves. I'm an Indian ally. Half <laughs> something in a walleye. Nope. <laughs> and, of course, uh, four uh, friars, including Frey Marcus, the line monk. Yep. Uh, they followed his directions to the city of gold where Esteban was killed. Uh, when the soldiers saw that the Peblos were made of mud and straw and the uh, soldiers wanted to turn around and kill the friar, even though he <laughs> yeah. didn't say that they were <laughs> made of mud and straw. Yep. So Coronado, his orders were not to harm any locals, uh, but he, as soon as he gets to Hai Kumit, I'm sure that's how you say it, it turned into a battle because the Zuni wouldn't let him into town. Right. Uh, and Co- this is Cibola, right? The, the town of Cibola, I think? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh. I have high Hamma. Oh, Ham Hamma. But it could be. I, I used know. to live in Ham Hamma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Coronado did lay down his weapons as a sign that he came in peace. But then the Zuni attacked. But they lost 12 guys from the Harkabus and ran to the Pebble to defend it. Kind of guns are probably new to him. Uh, Coronado eventually took the town, but he got badly injured in the process. Uh, the Pebble survived, though. Uh, they were conquered in 1598, and they built a church right on top of their kiva, the, their traditional church. Now it's kind of the common practice by the Spanish to build right well, over it, say "fuck you." I like the little the little detail about Coronado getting hurt. Uh, uh, missiles raining down upon them. Coronado's gilded armor marked him as a special target. Rocks and arrows clanged against his helmet and curious. Finally, a boulder knocked him off the ladder. He crashed to the ground and lay there unconscious. So they basically, like, straight up Wiley Coyote disaster while he's trying to climb up a ladder into the Pueblo because <laughs> he's wearing fucking golden armor. Yeah. And they're like, ha, you know, everybody oh, there else he is, is wearing, that's like, the asshole. armor. Yep. Yeah. It's like, oh, 10 points and bouncing off C-3PO over Missiles? Here. You know, missile, like, projectile throwing rocks. Rocks can be a missile. Oh, oh okay, all right. Not, yeah, 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 they're shooting fucking ATACMs at him. That's why I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, yeah. rockets. Yo. <laughs> So Coronado spends two years looking for gold in the Southwest. Uh, he sent his Lieutenant Garcia Lopez de Carandadas to look for a route to the Pacific. But this guy runs smack dab into the Grand Canyon and had to turn around. So he was the first European to find it, but he didn't give a shit because he was there to find gold. Right. Not a hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, as months went by without finding any gold, uh, yeah, Coronado gets depressed. Oh, good. Yep. Uh, the Peblones show him turquoise, which was their thing of value. Yep. And you're like, uh, I, it will be another hundred years before bolo ties are in anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Hell, the bolo ties weren't even invented until, I think, the 40s. Oh. Well, it's not even go. a thing. Uh, despite the massive scale of the expedition, scholars still don't know exactly where he went. 
But at the end of uh, 1540, you chose a spot near Albuquerque on the Rio Grande to winter over. He simply kicked out the residents of Pueblo. <laughs> There's so much fucking open space out there, man. Yeah, Just, yeah but they already have built houses. Set up your own camp, dude. There's no trees to build shit with, though. Build a Pueblo. That takes time. Fucking asshole, man. God damn it. It's a renter's market. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he's there waiting for a resupply train that took off from Mexico, but it turned around 500 miles short. Uh, So the Spaniards there lacked food and clothes, so they demand the Pueblones give them stuff, which kind of sets the stage for the next 300 years or whatever it is. Woof. So they refused, and of course the Spaniards attack him. Uh, it's kind of murky, but uh, then they see a Pawnee Indian named Turk. Yeah, El Turco. El Turco. They not named that. They they call him that because they think he looks like a sinister Turk is the way it's described. Mm-hmm. His name is something else, but he's a he's a Pawnee, which they're from up you know Kansas way and stuff. Sure. So th- this guy is a prisoner of the Puebloans, but he's from up Kansas way. Okay, and he speaks a little bit of Spanish. Got it. So he hatches a secret plan with Coronado, not, not you know, secret to Coronado. So in exchange for his freedom, he had guided them all to all the gold in the world, which was oh. back east, which was Kansas. Yep. This motherfucker is like, yeah, yeah, get me home. Yep, exactly. <laughs> get you all the gold you want, yep. dickhead. Exactly. <laughs> and he led them up, um, you know, past across the uh, Canadian River up, you know, past the Pecos and shit. And they ran into their first herd of buffalo. And I love this shit. Um... These animals, one of the men wrote, were most monstrous beasts ever seen or read about. And after shooting a few, their meat is as good of that as the cattle of Castile. And some said it was even better. The bulls are large and fierce. They killed several of our horses and wounded many others. Holy shit. Yeah, well, you're trying to hunt bison with those fucking harker Those buses. fucking stupid guns, yeah. And the bison have not seen, you know, like I said, their ans- the bison's ancestors during the Ice Age were living with horses. Yeah. But then the horses went extinct. So they, the, fuck, you know, and bison to this day don't really care for horses. They'll they'll fuck them up if they can get at them. So damn. Yeah. So they find no gold in Kansas or or Oklahoma. No, but uh, the Turk was tortured and executed for giving them bad in, info. Well, God, that was af- that was after they got back because he was mm-hmm. like he kept on trying to get them to go and they, and they were like, nah, it seems like you're kind of leading us to some bullshit. There's like no water and or. Actually, the one place there was too much water to get bit by mosquitoes and shit. And then he's like, "No, I promise you." Like before these Puebloans, you know, when they captured me, they took away. I had a bracelet from this a gold bracelet from this gold city, and the, you know, the elders of the village have it. So they're like, "Well, cool." They called his bluff. And they're like, "Well, let's go back to the Pueblo and see if they got his stupid bracelet, bracelet before we wander around for another nine months out here." And then they're like, "Nah, we don't know what you're talking about. He's full of shit." Oh, so shit. It was okay. after they walked all the way back. He, like, let them way the fuck out in the middle of nowhere, and then they went back. And they're like, hey, is he telling the truth? And they're like, nah, man. <laughs> they could have been like, yeah, he's telling the truth, and then, like, sent them the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. So they have to spend another winter over in New Mexico. Oof. And in April, they go back to the coast. Uh, just before he left, Coronado fell off his horse and was run over. Oh, good. <laughs> so he had a serious head in. a bus? Like, <laughs> yep. He had a serious head head injury, like I do. It would never fully recover, and he was greeted as a failure. And an investigation was held into hello the, failure <laughs> into the all the killing of the Pebbleans, but he was acquitted. So they actually did try him. Uh, he dies in 1554, not knowing that one day he'd be heralded as one of the great explorers of the New World. Yeah. 
didn't find shit and just nope. kind of fucked up everybody's day. Yep. Uh, he does leave behind two friars to convert all the Peblones, and they were soon murdered. Good. And then Colonel Sanders picked up those friars and started KFC. Mm-hmm. Right. So for almost 40 years, the Peblones thought they were rid of these assholes. <laughs> But despite Coronado's failure to find gold, the myth of the seven cities persisted. In the late 1570s, a convent was founded in Chihuahua. The friars learned that there were Indians up north who needed saving. This is going to come back over and over again. Uh, They left June 5th, 1581. Nine soldiers, three friars, and 19 Indian servants, quote-unquote. Coronado was such a failure that his expedition years before was unknown to this expedition. So they explored to the plains with and saw a bunch of buffalo, and they see about 60 Pueblos. It didn't do much except for to give it a new name, uh, San Felipe del Nuevo Mexico, for the new king of Spain, Philip. It was just shortened to New Mexico. One of the friars decided to go back by himself and tell everybody of this strange new land, and he is quickly killed. Well, you know. So he was taking a nap, and the natives just rolled a boulder on him. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> which was their way to get rid of a witch, which well, he was. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Don't go to sleep. Uh, despite this, one friar decided to stay behind and convert all the heathens. But now Spain just wasn't looking for gold and silver. Silver. They wanted a new colony started in New Mexico. I want a new colony. <laughs> One that won't make me die in my sleep. So between 1582 and 93, four colonizing expeditions went up to pacify the Pueblo world. Uh, like pacify them by giving them chocolate and mm-hmm. pacifiers. And of course, the first expedition found that the friar was murdered. So they take revenge. Yay. Uh, the third trip was just a legal trip by treasure hunters. Uh, the fourth expedition was just to bring them back. Uh, the fifth expedition ended out in the plains with the leaders murdered. But <laughs> I'm sensing a pattern. But by 1598, it worked, and it was led by the last conquistador, Don Juan del Unate Salazar. Oh, Naughty Salazar. Mm. Mm. So Naughty was born in New Spain in 1550 or 52. Uh, he became an Indian fighter and helped found San Luis Patasoy, a silver town. I'm sure I said that, that right. Was, you were fucking that all up. <laughs> And it was his treatment of the Peblones, which was shitty, that basically led to the revolt later, 100 years later. Uh, He brings 560 settlers and 129 soldiers and eight friars and 80 wagons. So the Peblones would run away when uh, they came through, but they were coaxed back with beads and gifts. So no need to kill them yet. At Santo Domingo, he explained to the Peblones why he came to their country. He had two Mexican Indians who were left behind by the previous expedition to translate. He says, I have been sent by the most powerful ruler in the world, Mr. Philip, King of Spain. Mr. Philip. Who desired to serve out a uh, lord and bring their salvation to their souls. Like Mr. Phillips from like Sun Records? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Sam Phillips? <laughs> yep, Sam Phillips. Uh, Nate said they were all agreed and rejoiced. Yeah, I'm sure, sure that's a good, what happened. And there was much rejoicing. Yeah. And he said if they got baptized and became good Christians, they would go to heaven and enjoy eternal life and bliss. If not, they would go to hell and suffer cruel and un- everlasting torment. Much like, check this out. It'll be much like what I'm about to do to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a, what a fucking scam, dude. What a, mm-hmm. what a great con. Then he says the chieftains knelt and kissed his hand. I'm sure that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then, and then and then all the chicks like came to my tent afterward. Right. I totally got laid like a whole bunch. 
Yeah. Yeah, but for some reason he doesn't get killed. I don't know. They stole him. They brought me some pizza rolls. <laughs> pizza rolls. Yeah, I got nothing but pop tarts and Mountain Dew. It was <laughs> awesome, man. So at San Juan, he makes his capital there, and he went on a five month tour of all his new colony, still trying to find gold. <laughs> so he's a failure. No gold. <laughs> yep. Yep. He didn't know that the Peblones are already planning on kicking him out. <laughs> Uh, that was mostly in Nakoma, the Sky City, if you want to take another peek at that. That's a good one. In October, Anante made his way there, uh, going west to check out the Pacific, which he thought was 600 miles closer than it was. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so he's sleeping by... Recalculating route. Yep. Yeah, right. We'll be there tomorrow. We'll be there tomorrow. So we'll he was tomorrow. sleeping uh, by the Sky City there, and they debate on killing him or not. He only has 30 soldiers with him. It's the boulder swinging above his head. <laughs> <laughs> so they invite Onate up to the mesa on the steep trail. And, uh, of course, you know the only road was built by John Wayne. So one Akoman led Onate from his entourage to Akiva, then urged him to climb down into it. Onate declined, because waiting for him were 12 armed killers. <laughs> Just like guys in black trench coats with switchblades? or mm-hmm. <laughs> Totally. Armed to the like fucking guns like in every yeah, pocket. Yeah, yeah. So and they missed their chance, and then they let him leave. And Damn, go to, how did he California. catch? How did he catch on? <laughs> they've, all, they've all got like an eye patch and yeah. scars. Uh, so Nate leaves, but later uh, uh, one of his lieutenants was rounding up deserters. Uh, the Comans invited him up to the mesa, but he declined, saying he had to catch up with the others. Uh, and the Comans were scared of his horse, and they didn't attack. It was a mean-looking horse. It's probably that demon horse from Denver. It was fucking marzipan. <laughs> so his lieutenant Velargo, I think is his name, or something close to it, he continued west to meet Onate, and he came across some brush on the trail, just walking around. Like it was a trap. What? Oh, there's like just a big pile of bushes with maybe some feet sticking out from behind it, and a couple of spears, like. Yep. So his horse fell into the pit covered by the brush and was oh, impaled uh, by sticks. And oh, died. they did the the whole uh, oh the punji d- punji d- hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what an idiot! Fuck! What's so, that? Oh! <laughs> so Villagra has to continue on foot in a snowstorm. He oh. threw threw away his helmet, harquebus, shield, and coat of mail, but he only keeps his uh, keeps his sword and dagger. And he walks through the snow. He's just naked. Mm-hmm. Well, he put no. His, he just dumped like all his medieval shit. Heavy heavy ass medieval yeah. shit. Yeah. So he puts his shoes on backwards to fool whoever might be tracking him. What? How the fuck do you do that? Yeah, no shit. That's not how shoes work. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it says. Is he wearing Crocs and he just kind of puts the toes Lock, out of the... I'm imagining the fucking... Le- <clears throat> those like uh, the like elf shoes with the curled up toes I guarantee and shit. it's some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Because look at these fucking guys. Oh, no. Know. Like I said, they're dressed like fucking clowns. I mean, this is way later. Let's see if we can find... Yeah, I mean, that guy's just kind of got like... He's got Nikes on? Uh, like ballet toe shoes more yeah. than anything. So four days he wanders around. He finally kills his dog and eats it. Damn it. Then he suddenly is he's found by three of Onate's men out looking for horsies. But uh, Villagra's tail wasn't enough to warn Onate. He failed to send word to his nephew and second-in-command, Wandi Zeldivar, who is coming to meet him with 30 more soldiers. Zeldivar's uh-huh. here! <laughs> And the warning would have been, stay clear of Akoma, the sky city there. But Zaldivar rides straight to it. And they went up the mesa to trade hatchets for corn. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. 
Uh, I think we saw kind of this ship trading knives for sea otter pills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the hatchets. Yeah. Die. So, <laughs> so seven guys go up. They come and stalled and said, oh, we don't have enough corn. We'll have to grind you some more. <laughs> oh, no. So the next day, Zaldivar came back with the rest of the guys. And this is what Vlogra writes of what happened next, because even though he wasn't there, there's nobody to tell the tale. One account has one of the soldiers stealing a turkey, setting off a battle. <laughs> Makes sense. Pig, pig war. Pig war, yeah. Uh, Vlarga's telling says that one of the soldiers were led off to the room saying, hey, the corn's in there, go get it. <laughs> go into that dark room. Never go to a second location. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they're all dead. Oh, God, dude. Got your um, corn right here, you fuck. So 11 soldiers died. Well, I guess that's not all of them, but... Yeah. And two servants, including Zaldivar and two other officers. That fucking Custer? Oh, no, that's, uh... It's, uh, what's his fuck? Um... Jean Lafitte. Oh, oh the, pi- the pirate. He's dressed a lot like Custer. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> got the Custer look. But uh, actually, six guys survived by jumping off the cliffs. No. <laughs> survived by jumping off a cliff. <laughs> those are the guys who meet up with Onate and tell them about it. If your friend jumped off a cliff, would you do it? Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. I never really... Yeah, if I'm going to... I never really looked through the, like, I'm, um, my reference is the using Spanish the, West. the Spanish West Time from Life. the Time Life series, and so the Conquistador shit runs right, runs out at about, probably a page, like, 70, so I'm kind of, like, just kind of scrolling through it while I'm, like, scrolling through it, it's a book. I'm paging through it while Will's talking about all this shit, and I've gotten to the point where, apparently I got Sam Houston kind of dressed like a Cherokee. With Santa Annie giving him his sword. Wait, that's supposed to be Sam that's Houston? That's supposed to be Sam Houston. I thought that was a lady. That's supposed to be Sam Houston. <laughs> and Santa Sandy Annie's giving him his sword. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. Lots of stuff happening. Anyway, but that's hundreds of years after what we're talking about. Right. So, so Nate would get his revenge, of course, but he'd have to do it within Spanish law because the Acomas took their oath, took the oath of being Spanish, I guess, or... Secret handshake, now you're Spanish. (laughs) Uh, He even asked the priest if it was a just war, and of course they said yes. Mm, Just look at that beautiful territory. Wow. Just a building in the middle of rubble. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Where's that at? Uh, That one. Uh, It's in Arizona, southern Arizona. Cool. Uh, So the Avengers set out from San Juan. What? Yep. Yep, Hawkeye and the Hulk (laughs) and Black Widow. (laughs) That was January 12th, 1599, with 70 soldiers. That was more than half of the whole army of New Mexico there. Half the whole. Half the whole. Definitely they, Frederick Remington. Yep. Uh, they were commanded by Zeldivar's younger brother, Vincent. Vincente. Uh, nine days later, they reached a coma, and they found them armed to the teeth, not only with arrows and clubs, with but with swords and harquebuses. Oh, oh shit. I wonder where they got those. The surplus store? Yeah. <laughs> They reverse engineered it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. From the dead bodies yep. that they fucking iced. So pretty, pretty just, much just tie a feather to it and it's like, yep, we made these. We made these, yep. <laughs> like a, a 80% lower on an <laughs> AR-15. He's finished drilling the holes. And, oh, yeah, yeah. So Vicente spoke through an interpreter and he said they came in peace and just wanted to know why the soldiers were killed. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't figure that shit let, out, let, you're let fucking me sh- stupid. Let me show you. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, so he said that Peblon screamed and raised their weapons. Ah! He called them scoundrels and whoremongers. 
Actually, whoremongers? Got, mm-hmm. Whoremongers. They don't even have prostitutes. What? Yeah, right. It's like I don't even think that's a concept. Sup? He said we're pimps, bro. Yeah. How, so would, a, how they, would a prostitute even work in the Puebloan pre-Columbian world? I like, have no idea. Some, some turning tricks for corn? Corn. I guess for corn or corn liquor. So they rain arrows down on him, and of course Vicente has to retreat and camped away, and he listened to the Comans dance all night. Party. January 22nd at 3 p.m., the battle began. It only lasted two days. Oh, just two days. Mm -hmm. So Vicente sent the main body of his troops to attack one side, and the Comans rushed to that side, so he takes 12 guys and attacks the other side, the back side. Which, the other other side? How, How many fucking sides? There's four. Is it octagon? Yep. But he makes it up. Enter the octagon. <laughs> the oct. Oh my god, that movie pissed me off. The octagon with the uh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, because he's just whispering the whole fucking movie. Oh yes. When the eyes of the stranger are upon. He's like whispering, like the the over whatever the uh, narration is, is him whispering with a fucking echo pedal over it. Does Efficient killers who work in silence, secrecy, darkness. Unholy masters of terror by magic. The man he once called brother is now his deadly enemy. He must find the strength to become everything he hates. I wanted you because you could succeed. Need your help. The professional who wants targets. If you saw ninjas, you're seeing ghosts. <laughs> An heiress okay. who wants revenge. I want to know who they are. I know who they are. Everybody wants something from him. A prisoner of his own destiny. <laughs> You will find freedom only one way. You don't torment me anymore, Sakura. Chuck Norris, Karen Carlson, Lee Van Cleef. The Octagon. The I, whole, haven't, I haven't watched that. The whole fucking movie, years. dude. It's what, just what's him the whispering one shit. where he karate fights somebody at the end and there's like a slow motion horse Every, that keeps s- riding by? A slow motion horse? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's about the same era. Oh, fuck. I don't know. It might have been Breaker Breaker where he's, oh. he's a truck driver. The too. only one I really remember is what Firewalker, where it's, they're fighting in Aztec oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. That's that's Chuck Norris trying to be funny, which is painful. Yep. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Norris's version of Romance in the Stone, basically. Yep. Oh God, yeah, I don't think I've seen that. Only one. it's uh, wasn't it like Lou Gossett Jr. or somebody yep. with him? It's a cannon joint, so you know it's good. Oh yeah. Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. Fuck. All right, I'm gonna have to watch that one. Uh, so they make it up and they get their small cannon up there with them. Oh. Uh, so Vicente called a halt at a certain point and asked for their surrender. The Comans said they wanted to die. Even their women and children, and started shooting arrows again. Oh, yeah, that's some fucking. Oh, he said that the people they were yeah, fighting yeah. wanted to die. Yeah, They're, the Comans are like, nah, we want to die, bitch. Bring it. Fuck. And then they start 
Hucking arrows at him again. <laughs> but the battle turned hopeless for the Comans after a while. The soldiers took prisoners and tried to confine them in their kivas. Uh, but the Comans ran from house to house killing their own. Did we explain what a kiva is? It's a church. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, probably the biggest, if you see any of these ruins, it's always the biggest, biggest spot on them. So, seeing no other way, Vicente just sets fire to the Pueblo, which I'm sure is easy to do. Well, I guess, you know, we did all we could do here, guys. We've got to give up. We'll set it on fire. Let's wrap it up, <laughs> folks. Wrap it up. <laughs> Curtain so, call. Time to go <laughs> home. <laughs> so, many Acomas just die on fire. Oh, oh fuck. Six, 600 to 800, they claim, anyway. And the Spaniards claim no losses, of it's course. It's kind of hard to catch somebody on fire who's not wearing any clothes, either. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said they take uh, took uh, 70 to 80 warriors captive, along with 500 women and children, and they took them to Santo Domingo to stand trial. Stand yep. trial? You were accused of being a Native American. You're accused of living in this place that we, <laughs> that we came into and, uh, and fucking attacked. You also stand accused of not having gold. We want gold and you don't have Fuck. any. Uh, at the trial, the survivors of the mission were called. Even some uh, coma men were called and asked why they they attacked. They said they were attacked because they asked for corn and blankets. <laughs> and many of the others said that the Spaniards attacked first, which is probably the case. And, of course, everybody was found guilty. Uh, February 12th, every man over the age of 25 had their right foot cut off. Yeah, hey, that's, that's what you're talking that's about. That's the one I was talking about. Fucker, dude. And they were made a slave. I don't know how. Yeah, the worst slave ever. It, one one fucking foot. It's just, yeah, it's cut their foot off despite their face. Like, mm-hmm. joke's on you, Spaniard. Now I'm a fucking idiot. Do crappy job. Yeah. Uh, 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 gross. Uh, girls and boys under the age of 12 were taken and made servants in Spanish houses. Uh, there are two unlucky Hopis there. They were just visiting, and they had their right hands chopped off as a warning and oh. sent back to their <laughs> Pablo. I think they were close to Arizona. But. Yeah, still. So how was your trip, Jim? Uh, don't go there, man. They cut off your hand. I mean, <laughs> God. So the Comans were allowed to rebuild 30 years later. They, of course, made, were made to build one of the biggest churches in New Mexico. Yeah. It's 100 foot long and 35 foot tall. The Coma legend said that they carried their wood from Mount Taylor, which was 25 miles north, and they were forbidden from letting the trees touch the ground. And these are big... Big pines, so and they this, probably weighed 100, 100 well, pounds. This is doing that without any draft animals, too. Mm-hmm. Well, do, well, I suppose you could do dogs, but then you can't let them touch the ground. So I, I don't know how you do that. Yep. Uh, but the church is still there since 1629, so you can go visit that. There you go. No, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to. Uh, after the Acoma attack, uh, that kind of ended resistance to Onate. He remained in power for eight years, and he was a despot. When people wanted to return to Mexico, he had two of his uh, lieutenants killed. <laughs> Despite glowing reports back to Mexico City, uh, by 1601, colonists and Indians were starving. Onate was still exploring, looking for gold, and uh, to the Gulf of California. Got too many people out here trying to grow corn and shit. I need more people out looking for gold. Thank you. <laughs> You know that shit we, <laughs> that we fam- famously we can eat and survive <laughs> <Yep>. on. <laughs> Fuck you. Every fucking time. God damn it, dude. Uh, while he was exploring Kansas, he was gone. Uh, most of the population just left for Mexico City. <laughs> fuck. He's got his back turned. Let's get the fuck go, out of go, here. Go, go, go. So he ordered them all beheaded, but it was too late because 
He's just in the distance watching him go down over the horizon. I'm imagining him like shaking dying, his tiny fist, dying of thirst, being stabbed <laughs> by scorpions in the desert. Just like you're all gonna <laughs> die, behead uh, all of you. How dare you, you unfaithful bastards! <laughs> <laughs> So the refugees came back to Mexico City, telling them that Onate was a shitty governor and they were starving, and that Indian chiefs had been tortured and killed to give up their secret stashes of corn. <laughs> Many Pebloans starved. Uh, Onate resigned as governor in 1607, uh, but he stayed in Mexico for two years before returning to, or actually he stayed in New, New Mexico before returning to New Spain, which would be Mexico, I guess. He was charged with 30 crimes and convicted of 12 including murdering deserters, robberies committed by his soldiers, and giving glowing reports of the colony, and living shamefully with women. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. And for the treatment of the Okomans, uh, Onate was banished from the colony, and he was fined 6,000 ducats. Oh, okay. Cool. So what happens when you get banished from that colony? Do you just go back to Spain, or? Probably. <laughs> Let's see here. <laughs> In the 1620s, he asked for a pardon, but he was turned down and died of obscurity back in Spain in 1625. Okay. Pardon me. Um, so today, he's not totally forgotten, though. In the town of Espanola, they have the Onate Festival in every July. Where they burn him in effigy and... Uh, in 1992, an outgoing Hispanic senator pushed through the Onate Visitor Center for the first governor. Uh. And it was a bronze sculpture. Uh. In 1998, a Civil War reenactor named Roberto Valdez announced that he and his friends would dress up as Onate and retrace his route from Chihuahua to Española. Mm. <laughs> and they only killed, like, what, 13 yeah, people? Yeah. yeah, that's for their 400th anniversary. The local paper quoted Valdez as saying he didn't know how to include New Mexico's Pueblo Indians into the project. <laughs> Mostly because they're like, fuck that shit. We're what not. the fuck? And he did admit whenever these two different cultures met, there was always a conflict for some reason. Yeah, shocking. January 5th, 1998, someone cut off the foot of the Onate statue. Aha! That's poetic. See, that's awesome. Cool. Hell yeah. Uh, they called themselves the Brothers of Acoma, but the center's director said, the, quote, there's no bad blood between Hispanics and Indians. Most people around here are mestizo. Yeah. And he said, hell, I'm mestizo, and said it was done by somebody who was out of state and wasn't even native. Okay. Mm -hmm. How, they don't fucking know that. They don't know. No. Yeah. No idea who that is. He's, he's definitely uh, trying to yeah. kill mm -hmm. the lily. Yeah. So a week later, the sculpture, uh, sculptor replaced the foot, charged the county $10,000 for it. <laughs> for a <Fuck>. foot? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, he seemed miffed when he talked to the paper. He said, what Onate did might be seem cruel and unusual. Yeah, because it is. Yeah. <laughs> But what about what the Indians did to him? Oh, fuck oh, off. fuck you. Oh, my God. Victim shaming. Fuck. Oh. God damn, dude. Could you? What about what the Indians did to well, These fucking Spaniards are like, I don't understand why they're so mad at us. Why yeah. they kill us? We just came in and said, give us your gold or we're going to fucking kill all your children. Show me where your golden cities are. Oh, you, you're going to pretend like you don't have any? Well, yeah. Like, could you, could you imagine if, like, some other fucking culture, like, showed up in Spain and was like... Show me where your yeah they, they whatever is they chickens are or whatever I mean, that happened a lot. Or in the but what did they do? Fight. They fought their fucking asses and yeah, killed a bunch. You of ever people. heard of these guys, the Romans? Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, it's like what what would you do if some dickhead showed up at your fucking house and was like, "Let me steal your toilet water or whatever the fuck they're looking for." I, I, I hate to be kind of simplifi simplifying and trite, but you yeah. know, like what was Russell Crowe's character in Gladiator? 
Maximus. And he was? Russell Crowe. A Spaniard. Oh. It's weird really? that an Australian guy. Yeah, he's the Spaniard. Oh, okay. He, they, when I they, haven't seen that when movie they go, since it came out. They go burn his house. He, he like rides all the way from basically Germany to fucking Spain because they're going to burn down his house and shit when he gets away from the guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. And then he runs, he wipes his hand on some fucking wheat and then... Well, that's before he dies, but then you know, like uh, for somehow he ends up... He ends up somewhere in the middle of somewhere where they have hyenas because he's in a cage by some hyenas, and then they go to that shitty coliseum. Then he ends up in Rome, and then he fights Incest Boy. Oh, uh, he fights R- Johnny River, Cash, River Phoenix's brother. Yeah, yeah. Joaquin. Joaquin is a joker. Oh, he's uh, he must be uh, Spanish too. What Joaquin? Yeah, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Yep. So is that a good place to stop for now? That's a great Probably. place to stop for right now. Because the atrocities are just beginning. I still shouldn't be awake yet. Yep. Um, wow. So wow. even the author of this book, David Roberts, had trouble researching a lot of this of Pebloan Pebble side because they still don't trust people. Yeah. To- oh, I thought you meant he like had trouble researching it because he get partway in and then just want to fucking puke and yeah, yeah, cut that, his own foot that, off. That too, but yeah, they're they like to because uh, a lot of their religion is sacred because it's hidden so they're not not giving up info easily and also i don't know i'm just speculating wildly but you know in a lot of like cultures you don't talk about the dead even if they're dead that you don't know you know if even they're from their general uh like uh especially once again yeah spitballing wildly but uh going back to australian movies uh a lot of time you know every time you see a movie made in australia with like aboriginal people in it yeah um they have a disclaimer on those movies, like, uh, about, like, like not depicting dead people or, you know, they, like, basically, like, oh, none this of the is pe- fictional, oh, yeah. yeah. None of the yeah. people here, like, were actual Ancestors. people that had lived or Right, whatever, yeah. right, right. Crazy. So, like, there could be some kind of situation it, yeah. like that there, too, where the, you just don't talk about that shit. Especially not, of course, with generational trauma inflicted upon you. Sure. By, you know, but I, that's, once again, that's wild speculation, but I could definitely see that being plausible. Sure. Sounds like they need Jesus. Fuck you. <laughs> Woo. Okay, uh, we're going to... Uh, we have like a whole other episode of this, don't we? Yep. Fucking... We haven't even tucked into any reptile meat. Oof, I need some more coffee give... yet. All right, we're going to go break for coffee. I'm going to take some drugs. We're going to eat some fucking... Uh, we're going to come back and... Some swamp lizard. Swamp lizard. Uh, we're going to come back and eat some alligator uh, <clears throat> and finish this fucking And that's off. not a euphemism. We're not... <laughs> Hey, man, you won't go eat some alligator? Yeah. No, I do not. <laughs> uh, and we'll be back, but until then, we're going to go out in a hail of gator jerky fire. Fuck you, Miles City. I want you to know it's over. Well... Bye. <laughs> oh, Andy Cap, you wife beating drunk. <laughs>